Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Go from dragging yourself to work each day to finding a job you love. The Career Spring program is for high achieving and ambitious mid level professionals like you who are looking for a job that uses your zone of genius, recognizes your value, and pays you what you're worth. If you're ready to learn more, schedule a complimentary consult using the link to my calendar in the show notes. Be sure to follow me on Exclusive Career Coaching on Facebook. Lisa Edwards on LinkedIn and Lisa.Edwards on Instagram. Greetings. Hi, guys. I want to apologize up front for the fact that my voice is wonky today. I've been fighting a sinus infection for almost a week, and I waited as long as I could to record this, hoping that my voice would come back in full force. But as you can tell, it hasn't. But I'm here for you, and I didn't want to miss a week. So here we go. Hey, if you haven't checked out my free monthly webinars, I'm calling them masterclasses because we are going deep into the subjects that I cover. I really would encourage you to do so. It's on the third Thursday of each month at 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern. They're one-hour webinars. They're always on a job search topic. I've included the link to register and find out more information in the show notes. So I hope you'll check that out. We're having a lot of fun. You have the opportunity to ask me questions and and speak with me directly and, you know, learn from my wisdom. (laughs) I have to tell you, this sounds like a brag, but I promise it's not. But people will People will comment on how knowledgeable I am, and my response is always the same. I'm like, I've been doing this for over 30 years, so if I haven't figured it out and mastered it yet, there's something very wrong with me. (laughs) So that's the way I look at it, is I should be an expert in this field because I have dedicated the majority, the vast majority of my career to it, and I want to share that wisdom and expertise with you guys on those webinars. And again, they are free. So this week, we're talking about what you should provide in the way of personal information in your job interview. I have very strong opinions on this, and I'm going to tell you a story here in a minute as to why I think this is so important. Different experts are going to have different opinions about this. So, you know, you listen to different ones who who have different perspectives from me, and you decide what's best for you. My answer to providing personal information is yes with conditions. So the interviewer, particularly if he's going to be, he or she is going to be your direct supervisor, is going to be evaluating your fit with the organization as much as your fit with the job. So he or she is going to be thinking about the current team. How will you fit in, not only in terms of the work tasks that you'll be asked to do, but the personality, the, you know, the strengths, the interpersonal skills that you bring to the table. They're going to be thinking about also, you know, will you be easy to lead? The supervisor is going to be thinking about how will how will they be able to supervise you? So my story is that I remember so clearly interviewing a candidate for a coordinator position back when I worked at Columbus State University in Georgia. I knew that shortly after this person was hired, we were going to take a a rather long trip from Columbus, Georgia to 
to Clearwater, Florida for a conference. I do not remember why we didn't fly, but we were going to drive. And and I remember thinking as I was interviewing the candidates, which of these people do I want to be in a car with for something like seven hours either way or six hours? I forget what it was. I think it was about a 14-hour round trip. And that thought process has served me very well as I was hiring people subsequently, even though I didn't have a 14-hour round trip planned after that for other candidates, for other positions. It was my thought process. I think that the hiring managers are going to think of you in that way, not so much HR or, you know, other people that you may interview with, but certainly the hiring manager is going to have a similar kind of thought process. You know, do I want to be around this person eight hours a day? How will this person work being eight hours a day around the other people? And if it's a virtual job, the thought process is a little bit different, but it's still thinking about that fit with the department, with the team. They also may think be thinking about, you know, the work styles, the decision-making styles. They may be looking for diversity. You know, they're going to be thinking about all of these things. And knowing about you beyond your professional capabilities is going to help that boss, that supervisor, to make that decision. They're going to find some of this information out by asking the traditional interview questions. But sometimes your personal life can shed a better light or kind of expand on their understanding and their their awareness and their knowledge about you. Now, I want you to keep in mind that employers cannot legally ask you questions about, you know, your family life, your marital status, your upbringing, even where you live, you know, what high school you went to. Anything that does not have to do with your ability to perform the job is an off-limits question. But that doesn't mean that you can't volunteer the information as it as long as it is neutral or positive. So I'm going to talk about what I mean by that. But you want to make sure that any personal information you provide is neutral or positive. You can feel free to tell the interviewer about a recent marriage because that tends to promote stability. You know, your efforts to learn Mediterranean cooking, you're trying to eat healthier, your attempt to learn, I don't know, Japanese, anything like that that kind of rounds you out. And also, it may create a connection with the supervisor. Maybe the supervisor isn't learning how to cook Mediterranean, but was really into it five years ago or is thinking about getting into it or is maybe just interested in what you know about Japanese, even if they don't have an interest in learning themselves. So there's a connection there. And if I can draw a parallel, one of the things I do when I write my client's LinkedIn profile is I have them tell me a couple of things that are interesting about them outside of work. And when I write Right there about section, the very bottom of that section, I talk about a couple of those things. I, I tell them, you know, when I'm not working, I'm doing this and this. I enjoy, you know, cross-country skiing and boating or whatever. And oftentimes my clients will tell me that when people reach out to them and start, you know, communicating with them on LinkedIn, it's those things. It's those personal things that they mention. And oftentimes it's because they have a similar interest or, you know, are just curious about what the person knows. 
So things you don't want to share with an interview would be those negative things or potentially negative things. So a recent divorce. I remember having a, I interviewed a secretary back when I was at Columbus State and she came in and she, I always said, tell, tell me about yourself, which is always my first interview question. And she said, well, I recently broke up with my boyfriend. We were living in, I think it was Nashville or somewhere and she'd moved back to Columbus and she kept saying, but I'm not bitter and this, 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 but I'm not bitter. And she said she wasn't bitter three times. So of course my staff and I who interviewed her decided after the interview that she was definitely bitter. And there were some other things that we found out about her that were very sad about, you know, kind of her physical state when she came into the office to apply for the job because this was back in the day when you had to come in to apply for a job. You don't want to talk about children, especially if you're a woman. And unfortunately, men can get away with that more so than women can. Um, That's very unfortunate, but we all know that's true. A recent upcoming medical issue, you know, if you are dealing, so you wouldn't want to say, you know, my mother has recently been put in, you know, to assisted living or hospice or, you know, my dad just had a stroke. You don't want to talk about those things. Again, the employer can't ask those things, but they can't help but be affected by them once they know them. It's unreasonable to expect someone to discard that. I remember interviewing a woman again at Columbus State, and she said, well, I'm a a single mother with three preschool children, and I'm in the National Guard. I couldn't help but conclude that coming to work every day on a regular basis would be a struggle for her. I knew that because of the National Guard, she was going to be out one weekend a month, which usually involves a little bit of, you know, weekday time. One week, I think it's one or two weeks a year that you have to be out for that. And I think I was going to have to let her be there in addition to her, you know, vacation time. And then I was thinking, okay, kids, they're going to be sick. She doesn't have anybody to help her. They're all young. You know, it, it was it was impossible for me to not fact that information in when she volunteered it. I also strongly discourage divulging any personal medical information unless you need accommodation for the interview. I, I find too often that clients that I work with or people who reach out to me for help are often so attached to their story of medical woes or grief from a loss of something or, you know, a condition, something that they feel the need to bring that up. And they don't understand the perspective of the employer in terms of what this means to them and how they're going to factor it in. And the way that I describe it is there's a time and a place to divulge a lot of things. Some things don't ever need to be divulged, but those things that do need to be divulged, you want to think about it in terms of like a scale. Think of a, a, you know, one of those scales where there's two sides and you put stuff on either side and weigh it. If they don't have anything yet on that, on that good side about you, because they haven't really met, you know, they've just met you, or even you're telling them this information before they've met you, there's nothing on the good side to counterbalance what you're telling them on the bad side. So they're probably going to run in the other direction because there's no perspective there for them. There's no context for that, what you're telling them. 
you want the hiring manager to see the positives about you before you bring up any potential negatives like a you know a mental illness that maybe needs special accommodation or a chronic medical condition and again if it doesn't need to be addressed for the interview that's it's not appropriate and i, I strongly discourage you from bringing it up prior to the interview maybe you need an accommodation to do the job but not an accommodation for the interview then the appropriate time to bring that up would be after they have made a bona fide job offer. Before then, what's the point, right? They haven't offered you a job. Why do they need to know what accommodations you would need to perform the job they haven't offered you yet? I find that most of this negative information gets divulged during that tell me about yourself question. And this is where I want that positive information to start as well, or neutral information. So I like to kind of have 95% of your answer to that question be professionally focused. And then they can have a little look into your life with the remaining 5%. So here's some examples. And of course, you have to plug in what is appropriate for you, but to give you some ideas. And outside of work, I'm an active runner and biker. I completed in two half marathons this year. So nothing that's going to take you away from work for extended period of time. You're obviously in good shape. You you take care of your body. Those are all, I would consider those positives. Here's another one. And when I'm not working, I really enjoy oil painting and I'm learning how to use my new air fryer. Those are probably neutral information unless the interviewer loves to paint. You just got an air fryer and maybe they would see it as a positive point of connection with you but it's certainly not negative information. Here's another one. And in my free time, I am learning conversational Italian, which I plan to put to good use when I visit Italy next year. Now, assuming that the job would allow for vacation time that you could go to Italy, that's that's going to be a neutral, maybe a positive, especially if maybe there's some benefit to you knowing Italian in that department. That there might be some reason that you they would benefit from that language knowledge. And as I mentioned earlier, an example of what not to say, I'm a single mother, three preschool-age children, and I'm in the National Guard. And I want to be very clear in saying I did not discriminate against the woman herself. I did not think less of her because of these situations, but I could not help but think compared to the other candidates who didn't provide me with kind of concrete Strong suggestions that there might be some issues with being at work and being dependable, especially in a clerical position where, you know, it's so important to have somebody at that desk answering the phone, greeting people, all of those things. I couldn't help but factor it in. Here's some other examples that I don't encourage. I really enjoy high-risk activities, including skydiving and mountain climbing. So, you know, you might end up not in any condition to come into work. If you're saying this by chance to someone in maybe HR, they might view you as an insurance risk to the company. My elderly mother recently moved in with us after my dad died. Now, is that negative? Maybe, but it's certainly, I don't think it's neutral and it's definitely not positive. And it's probably just more information. It may fall under the category of TMI. So in summary, what I want you to hear me say here is that you want to let the interviewer get to know you as a total person. Give them a window into who you are outside of work 
But I always liken this, especially this first interview, as like a first date, right? So if you think about a first date that you've been on before, you know, you don't tell them all of your dirty secrets. You don't tell them all of your disgusting habits. You don't reveal those things in the interview, you know, like you're on your best behavior with your manners and, you know, how you, your your table etiquette and those kind of things. And later on, as they get to know all the great things about you, you know, you reveal these things, hey, I snore really loudly. But now it's not such a big deal because they know all these great things about you. And it really is the same in a job interview. Don't give them reason up front or early in the interview to put things on that negative side of the scale. Keep it positive, keep it neutral at worst, positive at best, and then they'll get to know those things about you. Maybe not until after you get the job, they'll find out that, you know, whatever the job equivalent of your snoring is, whatever the job equivalent of, you know, having a mother at home living with you, those kind of things. So you don't want to scare them off. You want them to be a, you want there to be a second date or in this case, a second interview. I hope this helps. I hope it gives you some food for thought about the role of personal information in your job interview. And I'll see you next week, hopefully with a more intact voice. Take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.